Good evening on this awesome Sunday night, January the 17th, 2021. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday. Oh my word, this morning service hit a home run to help people to understand that the journey that we are on, we have a roadmap and to overcome every obstacle, every booby trap, every landmine, every quicksand, everything possible, what Satan has plot against you. Now, Jesus never said the journey will just be smooth and no obstacles. No, he said there's going to be a devil. And he demonstrated to the devil the power of victory. What the power of seed can accomplish in a disciple's life when they follow Jesus to the fullness. Now, this morning we share some principles and how the slivering snake demon came to Eve. And the first time God was talking about or somebody questioned God. And that's what we understood out of Genesis chapter 3. And uh, God came to visit Adam and Eve. They were not on the spot. And then he said, where are you? That's the question continually. God asks and you need to ask yourself, where am I? Am I busy on the journey of life to do it as God is doing it or require it? Or do I do it my own way? And uh, this morning I said some profound things by the grace of God. The devil doesn't care if you're religious. You can go through all the rituals. He doesn't want you to have a relationship. Because in Genesis chapter 3, we see when the snake approached Eve, he didn't use the word Lord God. He only said, did God say? Now God, the word God, Elohim, speaks about his power. But the Lord word speaks about the covenant relationship where God is first. And then you will see the whole conversation. And even Eve answer him just as what God Elohim does, not about relationship. Because the strategy of the enemy is to destroy the foundation. Psalm 11 verse 3. If the foundation is destroyed, what will the righteous do? And he knows how stronger the foundation, how deeper your foundation, how higher the building can go. Now, this is phenomenal when you start researching and scripture and scripture explains scripture, scripture answers scripture. And then the Lord said, where are you? And they were hiding and he said, why are you hiding? They say, we're naked. He said, who told you you're naked? Did you eat of the tree, of the no-no? <laughs> God's got a yes-yes, but he's got a no-no. And the no-no was, don't touch that tree. See, the enemy wants you to hang around the wrong tree, the no-no of God, so that you will not be able to concentrate on the yes-yes of God. God's divine plan and purpose for your life. And he keeps us so busy with working out life and try to work it out. 
and try to be something we are not. <laughs> he, he wants you to feel hopeless, defeated. Oh, my word, have no courage. Have no uh, hope for tomorrow and the future. Have lost the expectation. He wants you to write over your life, Ikabot. Kabot is the glory. Ikabot means the glory has departed. Now the good news is God always have a turnaround moment for every individual. Oh my word. And this is going to help you because when we understand the principle of thirst and our thirst, I'm going to help you tonight because there's three things that occur. Come on, somebody. When we put God first, number one, we honor him. That's how people will know that you are a God first person. We honor God. And God is so worthy to be honored. And he, he requires that we will honor him. Number two, <laughs> it will always demonstrate faith because it's faith that excites God. Hebrews 11.6, without faith. Now faith is, God said it, I believe it, now I act upon it. That's faith. Without faith, it is impossible. Not my traditions, not my religious cliches, not my ideas, not how I think <laughs> honors God or excites him. Without faith. It is impossible to please God. And then the third thing, when I honor God, I use faith. It unlocks, listen, the fullness of the blessings in our lives. And that's why we share the principle of God first, first things first. What happens when I put God first? Because if I don't, if he's not number one, listen, in these three areas of your life, God is not first at all. Because the three things that's going to show the world, show every demon, show every angelic being, show every person that you choose God above. You love him more than anything will be by honoring him, loving him. <laughs> Nothing is then difficult what God asks from you to do. And then you will have faith. You will believe with unshakable, daring faith, my word. You will love in faith. You will speak in faith. You will sow in faith. You will see miracles by faith happen when you honor God. You operate by faith, and that will unlock that blessings that go surpass all understanding, that goes beyond reason and logic. Now, to understand the principle, the law of first things first, I must first understand the heart of first. Now, didn't Solomon say, and he says, protect your heart more than anything. Why? Because out of your heart flows the issues of life. 
Now, the enemy's strategy, and we've learned it, he works with the speed of a thought. If he can infiltrate your mind to operate with emotions and with feelings and with logic and with calculators and with bank statements and with negative news and you start reasoning everything out. You can never reason God out. You cannot even reason milk. <laughs> A white cow with black spots eat green grass gives white milk and yellow butter. You tell me how that works. You cannot work it out. And it's the same with the journey of faith. Hebrews chapter 10, 38. The just, my righteous people, their lives will be sustained by what they believe. <laughs> the Amplified says, the righteous people, their lives, listen, they will live by faith. And that's what God wants you to do. It's a journey of faith. But you need to protect your heart. If your mind is messed up, that's why you cannot walk with unforgiveness, bitterness, doubt, unbelief, negativity. That's all the booby traps on this life. And I said this morning, if somebody, if you're on this life mission and you have the roadmap, <laughs> the Psalm 119, <laughs> my word, concept, and you'd look at the map and say, I oh, don't need it. I know the journey. Or you fold it up or you hide it away. Or you just look at it once a week or when you're in trouble. You're going to be really in trouble. Because that psalmist is so powerful. Psalm 119, verse 19 to 21, Living Bible. I am but a pilgrim <laughs> here on earth. This earth is Richard or uh, Jim Reeves or Slim Whitman said it many years ago, a song. I'm just a passing through. This world is not my home. This is the dressing room for eternity. <laughs> Come on, people. He says, I am but a pilgrim on this earth. How I need a map. That's what the psalmist put out. And then he says, and your commands, your instructions, your principles are my chart and my guide. Oh, my word. He says, I long for your instructions more than I can tell. That's why when Paul was addressing the church in Rome, he says, creation is waiting. Waiting on what? The mark of the beast. No, they don't understand that. It's the Christians that's so involved. <laughs> oh, 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 the Antichrist. No, the Antichrist cannot manifest while me and you are on the face of the earth. And we are the containers of glory. We are filled with the Spirit. It's the Spirit of the Lord that withholds the Antichrist to manifest in the fullness. <laughs> People say, what's the Antichrist? Everybody that doesn't believe that Christ is Lord, that Jesus is Christ. Christ is God manifest in the flesh. He's anti-Christ. <laughs> you don't need a better explanation than that. Listen, that's why the word pilgrim is a person who journeys to a sacred place. Now, aren't you on this journey to be in eternity with Jesus one day. Oh, 
but I cannot wait for one day. I need to manifest it now on the face of the earth. And that's why Paul says, creation is waiting on what? On the manifestation of the true sons of God. That means men and women. And then he says, who are they? Those who are led by the Holy Spirit. Led by the Holy Spirit. Not by prophecy. Not by somebody's idea. Not by the Holy Flesh. Not by demon spirits. Not by the witch doctor. Not by the fortune. Those who are led by the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit that's in you. They are the true sons and daughters of God. Creation is waiting. And the key word is here. I need to understand the heart. Because God gave us this roadmap, his word. The entrance of thy word brings life, light, and multiplication. And because the entrance of thy word brings these things, I need the word. That's why the parable of the sower says, Satan comes immediately to do what? To steal the word. And we have a saying, the anointing you respect is the anointing you will attract upon your life. The anointing that you reject is the one that will depart from you. Now let me get to the cracks of this thing because in Genesis 3, God made a covenant and he said, the seed of the woman is going to come. It's going to crush your hair, devil. So the devil's got brain damage. <laughs> Reynard Bonker said he's a mouse with a microphone. His back is broken. He's disarmed. He's got no arms. He's defeated. He's got no feet. Oh, my word. And that's the enemy that tries to sliver in your life to get you like a Eve out of the principle of first. That's why he didn't say, Lord God. You will read in Genesis 2, Lord God. Verse 22, and the Lord God said, behold. <laughs> or chapter 3, 22. In, in chapter, chapter 3, 22. In chapter 2, 15. And the Lord God took the man. And put him in the garden of Eden to tend, to guard, and to keep. Oh, my word. This is phenomenal. Chapter 1. And the Lord God, listen, God said, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, verse 26, make mankind in our image after your likeness and let them have complete authority. Say, I have complete authority. You have complete authority. And the enemy doesn't want you to honor God. To live by faith and walk by faith so that the greatness and the fullness can be unlocked in your life. Because you're not a second-hand Christian. Oh, my word. And then we see that in chapter 3, how it is, what happens. That's why the devil said, did God say? He didn't say, Lord God, the covenant relationship, the God who's first. If he used the word Lord, Eve would know God must remain first. And through all the ages, more than 6,000 years, the devil is fighting the principle of first because he knows the first unlock the rest. <laughs> now let me get to it. Let's talk of the heart first. Because Jesus said in Matthew 15, 8, 
people, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So the journey with God is a hard journey. The, the attorney came to Jesus. What is the greatest commandment? He said, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, with all of your strength. So this action involved. And then love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the principle, to love God first. Then you will love every person around you. Now, the, let's talk of the heart. Because before you really can understand the principle and the concepts <laughs> of God, you have, listen, to understand the heart of first. It's not an emotional thing. Not a reason thing. It's a heart thing. Because that principle is a thing that governs our lives and that unlocks the greatness. Deuteronomy 28.1 If you hearken and obey to the voice of the Lord your God. In other words, if you put God first, if you listen to God first, Matthew 6.33, the mandate, the road journey, the concept, the thing that connects you out of chaos, that takes you out of limitations, that takes you out of disorder. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So first is very important. If I honor God first, then everything else will be added unto you. Now, before I give anything in my life, I first need to give myself, me. It's when I give me where God wants to be the first in place, the first in purpose, the first in everything, then I will understand it's not difficult to put God above circumstances, above my worry, above my concern, above my lack of whatever there may be. When I put God first, he's connected to that word and to that covenant relationship. Lord God, come on somebody, to manifest his fullness in our lives. Now in Genesis chapter 4, Adam and Eve is now out of the garden after Genesis 3 experience. And uh, then God spoke to them. Now they're going to learn because now they can discern between good and evil. And now they need to live a life so that that which God said in Genesis chapter 3 must be protected. Life is going to turn around, but it's going to be better off than Genesis 3 and Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. Because now the seed coming of the woman, the devil will try to bite him on the heel or bite him on the heel, but he will crush his head. <laughs> talking about Calvary and Jesus demonstrate there's seven times when Jesus shed his blood. It didn't start on Calvary, it started in Gethsemane. But Jesus in his whole journey on the face of the earth, 33 and a half years, actually three and a half years, because 30 years he was in preparation. You read about him and when he was 12 years old, he got lost and his parents traveled journeys far, discovered Jesus is not worth, went back, 
Find him in the temple and say, what did you do, boy? And he said, didn't you know I'm busy with the works or the things of my father? Now, Jesus himself went to church. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> That's a home run. Listen, then you don't hear of him for 18 years until the age of 30 that he walked to the River Jordan or he was backborn and they walked to the River Jordan. And I said last week or in this week, John the Baptist <laughs> unveiled the purpose. There is the Lamb of God that will take away the sins of the world. And when he was baptized and he came out of the water, heaven opened and a voice spoke. This is my beloved son and my well pleased Identity, purpose and time. And then Jesus only had three and a half years to let the kingdom manifest of God and that 12 people will be raised and turn the world upside down when they make disciples. Now, this is the thing. The first murderer, the first martyr <laughs> happens in the book of Genesis chapter 4. Now, the first sin was not committed in the garden in Genesis 3, it happened in heaven when Satan and a third of the angels rebel. And this, his rebellion was this, I will and me will. And you can read it how many times he said in the book of Ezekiel and Isaiah, I, I, I. He said, I'm not going to put God first. I'm not going to submit to his authority. And then he was cast out of heaven with a third of the angels. Now, since then, because he was stripped and bound with chains of darkness, that's why I always look for a human body, for a person to manifest his will through. Remember when Jesus came to Gadarene, there was a man live among the tombs and he was so demon-possessed. <laughs> and when Jesus arrived, they say, they acknowledge and recognize Jesus that you come before the time to punish us because the devil know he fears you he's so afraid of you you are a container of glory and power and manifestation you're destined for greatness you're destined for God's very best you called you handpicked you glorified come on somebody you're the righteousness of God and he wants you always to feel unworthy not good enough. Why me, Lord? What did I do wrong? Why is God punishing me? Why did, why, 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 why? And I said in one service, don't say why me, say use me. <laughs> now listen. And then when the, the demons spoke out of the man of Gadarene, it was a legion. And they said, cast us in the swine because demonic spirits needs a body to manifest through. And he starts with the mind. Same with fear. Fear starts with a thought by what you hear and anxiety. And if you feed it long enough, it becomes a spirit of fear that possesses you. And the Bible says, God did not give us. So it doesn't come from God. A spirit of fear, but of love, power, dynamite. Love that surpass, oh my word, unconditional love and power and a sound mind, the mind of Christ. 
So I'm not supposed to accommodate the enemy's thought. Well, Gustav, you don't know my bank statement. You don't know. I can tell you history books for what God can do by his grace and mercy. When we apply the principle and put God first in every area of our lives. Now, there's a lot of first in the story. Now, the root of the story was that two brothers gave an offering. The first fruits. The principle of first. And God accepted the one. He rejected the other one. And uh, now people say, I don't know why God did that. Oh my, why? And, 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 and they made these statements and they say, nobody knows. No, we know. It's because the one did it out of the principle of first in Genesis chapter 4. And the other one in verse 3 of chapter 4 says, And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel brought of the firstborn, first of his flock and of the fat portion. And then the Lord had respect and regard for Abel and for his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect or regard. So Cain was exceedingly angry, verse 5, and indignant, and he looked sad and depressed. <laughs> now the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why do you look sad and depressed and dejected? If you do well, if you did my instruction, if you put me first, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin crouches. Listen, Afrikaans, the Sondelein Lur, sin crouches at your door and its desire is for you, but you must master it. So how will I master it? I will master it when I come back in divine alignment and in divine order so that God is first in every portion of my life. Now let me come to the conclusion of this for a few minutes to help you. Now here is the thing, what God told Cain. He says, if you do the right thing, you will be accepted. Now, now this is so powerful that we need to know this. It's a very simple way, <laughs> and it's very plain. It's not complicated. Why God accept Abel's offering and not Cain's? Because he said, the Bible says, I brought, listen, he brought for his first fruits, and the other one did not. The one brought first fruits, put God first, the other one did not. Cain just brought an offering in the process of time as he wants to do it. And he violate the same thing that Eve and Adam violate to acknowledge and honor God as the Lord God. And he did it just as God in his power. <laughs> oh my word. But the first fruits, God will never accept an offering 
that is not first. David said at a time, I will not bring unto my God an offering if it doesn't cost me a price. You see, this is what's so phenomenal when God is first. God didn't accept it because God knows all things. He knows the heart of Abel and the heart of Cain. Now let's talk about the heart of Cain for a minute to help you understand. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 19 speak about the first. Exodus 23 verse 19. This is very powerful. He says, The first of the first fruits of your ground you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a kid in its mother's milk. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep and guard you on the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. In other words, he said, the first fruits belongs to God, the first. What is your land? <laughs> your income. Your, <laughs> not the doctor, not the attorney, not the mechanic, not your accounts. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm first going to pay them and the left hour. No, it's the first portion. It's that everything belongs to God. And this is a test to see where is your heart. Wow. If you can trust God to bless you. If you can honor God by faith to unlock the fullness that God has in mind for you. Now it's, it's, it's very plain. It's very simple. He doesn't need your money. He tests your heart because he knows something can creep in. I've seen people start in the spirit. Paul says, how is it that you start in the spirit and end in the flesh? And how is it that Demas got the present world? He loved the present world more and he departed from Paul and them. Now, this is very important. Here is what God told Cain. If you do the right thing, you will be accepted. In other words, Cain didn't do the right thing. Now here is the question. Do you and I do the right thing? First fruits. Or are we just doing our offering our life? We do it how I want to do it, when I want to do it, and on my own ideas. And this is where a lot of people are in trouble and nations are in trouble we carry the God tag, but not the Lord God tag because of covenant where God is first. And he brings the offering in the process of time means whenever you want to. However you want to. When and however, I'll do it my way. Now the New Testament tells us something about the Cain. He said, Cain had a rebellious heart. The Bible says, <laughs> don't go the way of Cain. Don't follow the way of Cain. 1 John chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. You must read it. Now, notice this. His works were evil, says the Bible. Now, his works, plural. <laughs> 
Not his works, not work, his works, everything, because his life is now in disorder. God is not first. Now everything spins out of order. And God just got a simple principle. Put me first. I'm a jealous God. I love you so much. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Put God first. You cannot serve mammon and God at the same time. What people think, they say, oh, it's money. It's a money. No, it's a hard thing. How do you do it? Do you do it on God's way? Or do I do it on my way? Cain really, this is phenomenal. He actually does decide, God, I will do it just my way. How I want to, how I will, I'll do it. And in my time, that's the way of Cain. It's the way of Cain if you operate in that way and the Bible says his everything he did was evil because he, the way of Cain is he had a rebellious heart. He rebelled against God first. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness, say Proverbs 19.3, verse 3 out of the Living Translation. It says, People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then they are angry with the Lord. Wow. That's exactly what Cain did. Now, if you speak to people about be generous givers and I am not for sale. I had multi-millionaires say, give me your bank account. I said, I'm sorry, I'm not for sale. <laughs> I am not. Because money is only a tool. It's not my God. And I've learned this through the years. Come on, somebody. But I also can tell you how I experience God as El Shaddai. I experience him as Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Because the assignment in your life is bigger than the money you have in your hand, in your pocket, in your account. And you're going to need money, honey. And that's the testing, the asset test where Satan wants to sliver in keeps you at the wrong tree, at the one no-no of God, while there's millions of yeses. She could have eaten from all the other trees, but Satan wants you with turning and twist the truth by bringing a half a lie and keep Lord God out and only use God. Now, this is very, very powerful if you understand this. Here is what God told Cain. If you do the right thing, you will be accepted. So <clears throat> Cain didn't do the right thing. Now this is phenomenal when you start experiencing and you test your own heart. Nobody knows except you and God what's in your heart. And we need to have a pure heart. Where the heart is pure, God's vision is clear. Now, <laughs> let me come in. <laughs> because it says in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9, it used the word honor. This is what it says. He says, honor the Lord 
with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. In other words, when I honor God, the word honor is also worship. Everything I do is an act of worship. I go to church, it's worship. I give, it's worship. I pray, it's worship unto the Lord. Come on. <laughs> I push somebody's car, it's worship. I, I clean the toilets, it's worship. Nothing is too difficult when you do it as worship. And God wants honor. That's what it says. Honor, it's in your heart. Honor. Understand the word honor. He will bless you if you give it with the right heart. Honor is from the heart. When I give, I don't care what people do. I call the street children. And when I exit this morning, I broadcast out of the church building, one of the buildings there in the Brackenfell area. And there was a guy right after that, pray for me, my aunt died. And then he wants so much money and he needs. And I said, okay, I'm going to give you money because I was thinking, man, it's Sunday. I don't care what he does with it. <laughs> if he buy Vicks. <laughs> or a Coca-Cola, doesn't bother me. I honored God and I saw it as an act of worship. Now, the question is this night, do our offerings of first, the first thought, the first time of the day, the first day of the week, the first uh, month of the year, the first of everything, first portion of my money, does it honor God? This is very serious business because your connection out of calamity, out of lack, out of a prison that you incarcerate yourself by making wrong choices, the way out of that to be propelled into the great blessings of God is in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and it's righteousness, the way how God operates and the way of God doing. And then all these things will be added unto you. Do your actions honor God? My word. You know, a giver, when you see one and you live with one. And I have a saying, it's only givers or lovers who are givers. My family and myself and uh, we're going to phone our son and uh, Tashan Vian is here and, and Lanzel and JJ and the grandkids, some of them, and we're going to phone Kayla and them and uh, one of our pastors and some, and we phone them. And after this service, we're going to bring our first fruits. We do it every year. Oh, my word, we do it in the middle of the month of January and we do it at the end. And whatever we have, if it's 100,000, if it's 50,000, if it's 10 rand, whatever it may be, we say, God, this is our first fruit. We bring it to you for this family to be unlocked out of greatness and to step in the power of God's goodness tonight. And you will see what God can do in the mighty name of Jesus. How? Because the thing is, 
If you are a lover of God, it's not difficult to give. Oh, my word. <laughs> we have given away by the grace of God, I think, 34 cars now in the, in the period of time. And because we understand when God speaks, how to respond immediately and to see the hand of God move. Now, givers are very generous and they can also be very cheap. <laughs> I choose not to be a cheap giver. I want to be a generous giver because generosity flows out of the mandate out of Matthew 6, 33. And John 3.16. Now, we sometimes more tied to God, but we more generous to ourselves. You know, that expensive hobbies, that caravan and that 4 by 4 and that musical instrument and that new laptop and that most expensive phone. We don't care paying 25000 I was robbed of a phone that cost 25000 <laughs> I just, I was angry. I had to let it go. I said, that's not going to cost me my heart because I want to protect my heart. And I'm telling you how God, <laughs> people send me, I want to buy your phone. I said, no, I'm okay. I've got another phone. I've got a Samsung now. I think that's the thing. <laughs> but I can tell you, if you're generous with God, God will see that people and situations will be generous to you because the heart of Cain is a very stingy heart when it comes to God, but very abundance when it comes to itself. Now, Cain did not respect God. <laughs> he told him, <laughs> he said, you got me so angry. And he got angry. He murdered his brother. Now, this is very serious about the principle of first. Proverbs 19 verse 3 speaks about the foolishness of man. This is he's perverted his ways and his heart, listen, is far away. The Amplified says he, his heart is resentful and fret against the Lord. Now the lie of Satan is always, it is because of somebody that you are where you are. And I want to differ. I have seven million reasons to accuse people, to blame people. People did me harm and wrong and whatever. But I said, God, somewhere I miss the plan and a godly decision. <laughs> Cain himself was responsible for his outcome in life, because our, now we don't want to hear it. We said, oh, I see some of you are ready to switch off the device that you're watching on. Don't do it. Hang on. Deuteronomy chapter 30 says you choose. It costs discipline to make the right choices. It's easy to make the wrong choices because it's like an escape door out of the heat. While God says, make this decision. Your war not against flesh and blood. It's the evil devices of the enemy. Come on, somebody that you fight against, but you have the victory. That's why Paul says we are more than conquerors. Now, 
<laughs> this is powerful. God gave the instruction of first fruits. Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Now, let me help you. Cain <laughs> actually decide, God, and I want to say it again. I'll do it my way. How I want to, I will do it. That's the way of Cain. While God says, I've got this phenomenal way, how I want you to operate. Let's quickly, for the last, just see the heart of Abel. Hebrews 11, 4. By faith, Abel offer to God. By faith, Abel honor God. Malachi chapter 1. Abel was a man of faith. Sometimes it's your last, like the widow, it costs faith to sow it, to sacrifice it. It costs boldness to share the gospel with somebody. <laughs> and, uh, but it's by faith. Why it takes faith to give your first? It's amazing. It doesn't take faith to pay your bills. You just do it automatically because they put a demand on you. And then you give unto God from the leftovers. <laughs> It cannot work. The whole point of being blessed is to walk by faith. I was a businessman at funeral homes that I started at one, then two, then three. Bought another funeral home out. And the most phenomenal story, I understood the principle of put God first. I shared it. People from the UK came and they bought uh, the one branch from me, and uh, <laughs> it's amazing. And then when they was ready to write out the check, and the gentleman from the UK said, to whom must I make out the check? I heard the Lord said, give the money away. I shared it before. I had a three-quarter of a million rand of debt. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my word, I had plans for this money. But God had a greater plan. That's why you will hear when I speak about 1 Kings 17, the widow of Zerapath with a handful of flour, a little bit of oil. That was me. And I said, make it out to the ministry. And I gave it away. Within a few weeks, maybe two, three months, I was out of a three-quarter of a million. God took better care since 2001 of us in this ministry than ever before. Because of the principle of first in Exodus chapter 13, verse 1. Now it's God speaking. The Lord said to Moses, sanctify, consecrate, set apart to me all the firstborn, whatever is first to open the womb among the Israelites, both man and of beast is mine. This is so powerful. And verse 11, listen what he says. And when the Lord brings you into the land of Canaan, <laughs> of the Canaanites as he has promised and swore to you and your fathers and shall give it to you, you shall set apart to the Lord all that first that opens the womb. All the firstlings of your livestock that are males shall be the Lord's. Now this is phenomenal. And then in verse number 12, and then listen, Verse 13, every firstborn of a donkey, an unclean animal, you shall redeem by substituting it 
with a lamb. <laughs> a chosen method of God. An unclean will be redeemed by a clean. The curse will be broken of poverty, of lack, of not have enough, of sickness, of disease, of unhappiness. The curse has been broken by Jesus who became the firstborn. And when I bring my first, the first redeems the rest. And the first says what's going to happen to the rest. Listen, he says, every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem by substituting it for a lamb. Or if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck and every firstborn among your sons shall you redeem. In other words, you lose it if you don't redeem it. This is how you redeem it, by making God first. Giving the first portion to God. Would you like to redeem 2021? <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? Would you like to redeem 2021? You cannot have a repeat of 2020 or any other year. By word, how do you do that? How do I redeem this year? By giving the first portion to God. You redeem every day by giving the first portion of the day to God. It will birth right decisions. And it will take you to go the right directions. Guess what? If you don't redeem it, you're going to lose it. Then the neck is going to be broken. And the heart of Cain says, no, God, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not going to do it. No, 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 no. I'll do it my way. I'm smarter than you, God. I can figure out another way. <laughs> and isn't that all of us? I'll figure out another way. I have a plan B, C, D, and Z. Plus, I would like to do it as I want to do it. <laughs> God, that's what Cain said. I don't want to do it your way. It's the heart of Cain. You need your life, your time, your money, your family to go further. <laughs> and is that what you want? That they must excel. That they must live out the fullness. The fullness of the blessing. A John 10, 10, B section. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it in abundance. The Zoe of God as God has it right now. God's not in depression. He doesn't fear COVID. He doesn't fear lockdowns. He doesn't, 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 doesn't. No, no. God has the life and habit in abundance. And that's what God wants you to experience. Why would God accept, or oh, not accept Cain's offering? This is the key. God couldn't <laughs> slip this one over. God can't you look over? That was just a sacrifice. No, he said it was not the first. Did God know that? Yes, God know that. He knew that Cain was going to get angry Cain and murder his brother. God knew all of it. <laughs> and he said, God, can't you slip just that murder over? <laughs> no, I cannot. Because of not putting me first, chaos escalate in your life. I want to be first. 
in every area. You cannot love a person above God. You cannot love houses, land, money, cars, hobbies, jobs, businesses, or anything above God. You cannot even love your ministry above God because it comes from God. You must always put God first. And I want to give you two scriptures. Why God wouldn't and why God couldn't accept it. Colossians 1.15 says, Jesus the firstborn. And 1 Corinthians 15.20 says, Jesus the firstfruit. Now the New Testament, if you had to argue about, oh, it's old covenants, doesn't, <laughs> no, the New Testament just told us Jesus is the firstborn and he's the firstfruit. Abel brought firstborn. Cain did not bring, bring first fruits. God did not accept it. And Cain got angry. We normally say how Cain was offended, but actually it was God who was offended because Cain did not follow the principle. My word. <laughs> Cain had the audacity to accuse God, to bring accusations of bringing him something that was not first. And do you know why? And this is the end. I'm closing. Because the firstborn and the first fruits, since Genesis chapter 3, always, listen, represent Jesus. When you bring your first of the day, your first of the time, your first day of the week, the first month of the year, the first of everything, your portion, it presents Jesus. Jesus, you the first. You pay the price. You, you redeemed me. You set me free. You, you become the curse so that I can be free. I present it to you as I honor you because I hearken and obey to the voice of the Lord my God and all these blessings will come upon me. Listen, it always represents Jesus. <laughs> Cain offers him a sacrifice, a gift, supposed to represent Jesus, but it was not from his heart. God will not accept gifts that's not from your heart. That's why before you give anything to God, first give yourself. I had to pray this prayer many years ago to say, no longer I that liveth. I'm not living for myself. My family is not living for themselves. The pastors in our ministry, they cannot live for themselves. My word, we live for God's kingdom to manifest. Now, it's not God, listen. He will not accept if it's not the first. <laughs> not only he will not do it, he cannot do it. Because Colossians 1.18 says he's the head of the body, preeminent. That's the only time that the word is used in the whole Bible. Jesus must have preeminence above anything and everything in life. Oh, my word. Now, if you understand this, the next two weekends is going to be powerful to help you. The highest preeminence means the highest in honor, in rank, and in power. Jesus is <laughs> the 
the highest in honor, in rank, and in power. Come on, somebody. The word pre in English means before. <laughs> the Greek, it means first. <laughs> Preeminence means the highest in rank, in honor, and power. This is who he is and not what he does. You see, a lot of people want God's hand, but not God's face and God's requirements to experience the fullness. He is the first, and he can never be second or third. Therefore, he cannot receive ever anything that is not the first in rank, in honor, and in power. Now, 1 John 3, 16 says, Any begotten, the firstborn, God gave his highest, his best, his first fruit. <laughs> My word. <laughs> his highest, best gift to us. Now, will you tonight give him your highest, your first, and your best gift. Come on, somebody. You say, do you talking about money? No, I already mentioned it twice. <laughs> I'm talking about you. Will you give him you? Your everything. You say, God, I'm yours. I belong to you. Have your way. Here I am, send me, use me. See, the fact that people fighting discipleship, lifestyle, is because God is not first. They say, oh, it's controlling. Oh, it asks too much. I have a lot of other things. It's too time-consuming. No. If Jesus was prepared 30 years, who are you and me? <laughs> now, I know I don't have 30 years. I'll be uh, 95. <laughs> In 30 years' time. But the moment when you say, Here am I, God said, I'm ready. If you give me you, then I have everything that belongs to you. I have your house, your land, your money, your car, your cell phone, your false teeth, your wheat, your diamonds. I have everything. And when you present everything to me, as the first that presents Jesus what he did. You redeem everything in your life. And then you see how you start moving in the greatness of God with such a power and dimensions of greatness. God didn't call you to be a Mickey Mouse, to be a survivor, to just be successful. I know, and I said it over, I know very successful people, but they're miserable. <laughs> because God's not first. The money controls them or a person controls them. You cannot. God said, I want to be first. Don't let the devil talk you out of giving yourself as a sacrifice. In January the 17th, in this, what's it, uh, seven o'clock right now, to say, God, here am I. If you have never done it and you're still a sinner, you say, Jesus, I've heard the word tonight. I'm not operating in the, with the heart of Cain. I'm going to have the heart of Jesus, the heart of Abel. 
I give you myself. Oh, my word. Here am I, forgive me my sin, wash me in the blood. Put my name in the book of life. I will honor you and serve you and be a disciple maker from this day and follow your precepts and your concepts and I will do it your way, Matthew 6, 33. Maybe you serve God and the light bulb went on tonight to understand why God cannot accept something where he's not first and it represents Jesus, the power of seed, the seed of the woman, the redeemer, your, your way maker, your miracle worker. You say, God, here am I. I present myself to you. It's breakthrough Sunday for me in this Sunday. Now, <coughs> listen, Abel gave his heart. God accepted. Cain did not give his heart. With that, when you gave your heart, comes your time, your gifts, your talents, your money, your everything. Now, this is a thing. Because people have a problem with time and uh, all of us have the same time. It's how you spend your time. You need to redeem the time. God wants you to be fruitful. And I'm closing. It's your fruitful Sunday. Matthew 6, 33. Oh, my word, the scripture <laughs> shook my life. I live by this principle. I want to do it God's way. People told me years ago, you cannot, it's impossible, it's not going to happen. And I told them what God's going to do in this Kluk Kluk stand town, the AWB town, the sinker stronghold in South Africa was Cryfontaine. I told them what God's going to do. We will impact the world out of that town. And people say, stupid, not going to happen. Your ego is too big. I never had an ego. This is the scripture that helped me. But seek, aim at, and strive after. Seek, aim at, and strive after. First of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. His way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. Verse 34. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow i have learned this and i want to just share it with you to help you that's how we impact nations of the world how by the grace of god how we walk this journey even in the time of lockdown second wave what they call it difficult times when god gave us this grace to run the race make that quality decision tonight by his stripes you have been made whole you will never have another broke day in your life because you qualify for this love covenant with God, this relationship where God is first. What happens with the first determines what's going to happen with the rest. When you give God, the first took your sin, your sickness, your diseases, your poverty upon him so that you might have life and have it in abundance. Make the decision, I'm going to live the life where God is first in everything, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I acknowledge he is Lord, the Lord of all, the Lord God over my life 
and over my ministry and over my business and over my calling and over everything I have by the grace of God. And I close with this. Make their decision. Live it by faith. Because honor God. Do it by faith and you unlock the blessings of God like never before. Gustav de Toy from Loftal International here in the Western Cape. Don't forget about tomorrow morning, the keys of faith, and I'll share it every day till Saturdays. Tomorrow night, the prayer time with Pastor Emila. Oh, the Zoom meeting. Connect with that. And information is going to appear on the screen. Whatever you want to do for God, do it and honor God, and you will see it's the Word. The Word works. We love you, and you are champion of champions God's very vessel that he wants to flow through in this time frame. In Jesus' name, until tomorrow.